God is within her. Yes, that's her newest podcast title, but she is not new to the podcasting world. In fact, she's been taking you on a journey beautifully enough for the last several years. And she is a fellow network marketer to many of my community members, and she is a lover of God. She's a coach and a wife and a mentor and a mama. She loves coffee, and she's gonna be your new bestie when it comes to truly opening the word and learning something new. She talks in this episode actually about the three ways to hear from God. Maybe not what you expect them to be, but exactly what you need to know. And additionally, she is unpacking not only her personal testimony, but the testimonies of others, others who have had to change their idolship to the one true God, to the King, to Abba, and get rid of the things that were serving them previously and show up to shine and ignite and be a flame, a flame unlike any other flame, a flame only ignited by the fuel of the Holy Spirit. And so it was a gift time, you've got to go follow her podcast too. God is within her. And currently we're running a review and testimonial experience as a Christmas bundle. And so I am excited for you to have the opportunity to go and follow and subscribe and review and tag and do all the things that we're asking for over $1,250 in value as a Christmas present. Perhaps it's yours. I would love for you to just submit your energy, your light, your love, the feedback that you have from the different spaces that we as a company and I as a human show up for you every single day of the week in one way, shape, or form. And so it's an honor to serve you in the Fit and Faith podcast. I can't believe we're nearing the end of the year and the season four premiere of our show. In the meantime, stay tuned to Valerie Reynolds and yeah, go follow her right now. You're not going to be sorry. God is within her. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast. FIT is an acronym representing founders, innovators, and trailblazers who are looking to live a life wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. A space for us to connect on the raw, real stories of mind, body, and soul alignment of entrepreneurs and kingdom leaders. I'm your host, Tamara Andress, and this podcast isn't like the cookie cutter interview experience. I've been coined the entrepreneurial rabbi, and so we do go there, unscripted. No matter how far, wide, deep, or high the there is, my desire is to see people rise from the inside out into their greatest calling by sharing their truest stories, talents, and tips. As a purpose activator and brand builder, I believe our successes and failures are derived from who and whose we are, not what we do. But strategy and vision are equally as important to the mission. So let's cut to the chase together and get fit in faith. You got a surprise video of yourself at the end. I was surprised. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> are such a joy, y'all. We're so excited to be here today with the one and only Valerie Reynolds. If you have not yet got connected with her, I'll be honest, I really haven't either. And so while I know her podcast and I know she's an incredible businesswoman and network marketer, uh, and she's just passionate about God, we are sisters already. And so I am excited to unpack who you are, whose you are, we already know. And so thank you for being here, Valerie. 
Yeah. Thank you so much for messaging me. Isn't it crazy how I just love that social media can connect us in so many different ways. I know that it can get a bad rap and it takes our, sometimes it can take our joy and it can make us compare each other. But at the same time, if it's used correctly, it's such an amazing tool that we can use to connect and grow. And I just, I love it. And I think that this is amazing that we get to do stuff like this. Who would have thought? <laughs> I know. I completely agree. We were actually having a conversation on a hike uh, this past week with a bunch of pastors and we were talking about like the metaverse and you know the fears that can be associated or the discombobulation that are going to can occur because of things like that but then also to recognize okay well how can we use that could we have church services around the world could we have people come in and actually experience the holy spirit in a space that they would never otherwise experience i don't know how that's going to happen but god knows and so exactly. i'm excited and trusting that you know even med mediums like this that we are able to just bring and be the salt and light. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that it's such, you know, we hear the word stewardship when it yeah. comes to money, like being a good steward of your totally. money. But I think that that applies to so many. I actually just listened to your podcast before we jumped on. Yay. I listened to it this morning. Um, and uh, she was talking about being a good steward of your body. Mm -hmm. But I think that applies to so many different things, including your social media account, including uh, what's God, what God's given you there. And that's yeah. pretty much the essence of my journey into becoming a Christian influencer. I love how you put that on there. I still don't really know what my title would be, but I'll take that. <laughs> I love it. That's the, that's the funny thing though, because traditionally business coaches or whatever realm you want to show up in, they're looking for you to like pigeonhole yourself into a pocket so that people can identify you. Um, mm -hmm. But like label, it really is really what the word is, but I've recognized that the further I allow my identity to truly just be in the Lord, that I don't have to s stick within the framework that most people want us to be. So like Christian influencers, like, well, what does that even mean? What do you do? How does that work? How do you make money? Right? How do you live? Exactly. Uh, but it's the recognition that like, as a daughter of the King and stewarding our gifts and talents, which are many, we don't have to just be one label. Exactly. And I heard something on a podcast that Matt Chandler did. I think it was actually a, a sermon he did. And he talked about intrinsic value versus extrinsic value. And our intrinsic values is simply established by God. And that is we are daughters of the King. We are, we're Queens, we're heirs. We, we are beautifully and wonderfully made all those things and everything else around us, like Christian influencer or being a network marketer or being, I'm a former teacher and I'm a coach's wife and a mom. Mom. All of those things are extrinsic. That's something that the world's telling me that I am. And while there's beautiful growth and goodness that can come out of so many of those things in the end, and I have, I do have a story where I have rooted myself and allowed that to be my identity. But in reality, to be able to shed all of that and simply say, I am a daughter of the King. That is my, that is my intrinsic value. And nobody can take that away from me. Oh, it's so good. And honestly, the more that I get invested in wanting to have conversations with women like yourself, and that is what precedes them, I really don't need to know much more. <laughs> I'm literally <laughs> like that. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do it. Let's have a conversation. Let's hang out. Let's get to know one another. Let's travel around the world together. Let's have business coffee conversations, whatever it be, because there's just that symmetry. And I think ultimately that's what God's desire and plan was, is for us to just know that we're all a part of his family and nothing else really does matter. 
Exactly. I think of Ecclesiastes. That's one of my favorite books. I know so many people give the book of Ecclesiastes such a bad rap because it's like, oh, woe is me. And I'm all (laughs) up in my feels and like everything's meaningless and chasing (laughs) the wind. But if you, if you read it and truly get the meaning with how powerful it is and how, how Solomon is essentially laying the foundation for letting us know, like there is nothing he did not have. He had everything and yet everything was still meaningless. And it's just a reminder that we can chase all the things here in the world, but everything is temporary. Even my family, like the the things that, that God has blessed me with, like a godly husband and being a mom of two beautiful children, even those things are temporary. And, and I cannot root myself in those things either. They are simply a blessing. And my husband is here to guide me closer to, to God. And I am here to be a good steward. Here's another stewardship with, with being a mom totally. of two. Those are God's children children that yeah. I have to steward at that time that I have with them. Um, but to have this humble heart that I am here to please God, God and nobody else. And I'm a recovering people pleaser. I know what it's like to do things for other people and just to want people to like you and to put your value in that. Um, and I have, I have fought that battle and it, it, I'm still recovering from it and I still get FOMO and I still get, um, I can get jealous and, and have all of those, all those things that I don't want to have, but to be able to say them now and just say, that's just something that that's a thorn in my side, but God has been able to free me from a lot of that. Uh, but in, in the end, everything here on this world is temporary. It is truly meaningless because the one thing, the one thing that we can take with us is eternal life. It's either you go to heaven or you go to hell. One of those two. And I know where I'm going and it's yes. just a matter of where, where are you going? Yeah. I'm there, I'm there with you. We're, we're having coffee here and we're having coffee there. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> I think what's interesting is, is two things. You had mentioned this intrinsic piece from something you had um, worked or had a conversation about or learned from. And additionally, you've mentioned the word rooted a couple of times now. And that is not only a program that I offer called Roots and Wings, um, but it's also, I feel like a huge part of my testimony is understanding where are my roots, what needs to be uprooted, what needs to be replanted. Um, And then I've also had another gal that was on the podcast previously who has an entire book around rooted. And I just am envisioning the the imagery that she has on the front cover. Uh, Her name is Charlie Page. Just incredible. visual of a woman being engulfed by roots and what that means. And you can either have a tree that's bearing fruit or a tree that needs to be consistently pruned in order to one day bear fruit. So talk to me about this new identity, this intrinsic knowing of who you are and who you're rooted in. Uh, Well, you hit the nail on the head with the pruning because back in 2000 and oh gosh, 2019, that was essentially my pruning season. So my whole story, I mean, I have a very long story, but um, I, I grew up in church. And so I've always been a Christian. I I gave my life to Christ when I was 10 years old. That's when I was baptized. And that's how my church worked is you made the decision to publicly declare Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. So I did that at 10 years old, grew up in church, did all the right things, but always struggled with the idea of like, what is kingdom purpose? What is the great commission? Uh, You know, my uh, youth group would go and do all these mission trips. And I always felt less than because I didn't do them because I never felt like my heart 
was there. Um, and so I always just felt like I was a less than Christian because I didn't have those wants and those desires to go do mission trips and, and all of those different things. And, and so I just kind of like sat back and just didn't really didn't really do a whole lot. I kind of just, I said I was a Christian. I did. I, I love Jesus. Um, he was, but I treated him like my, uh, my spare tire instead of my steering wheel. And, and so, (laughs) (laughs) and, and, you know, if I, if I had a big breakup, I knew who I was turning to, but like, he just, he didn't steer me on Friday nights and Saturday nights, you know, and, but that's a um, great analogy. (laughs) But, uh, so I, but I always felt like I was, I was, doing okay because compared to everybody else around me, I was the good girl. I was, uh, I got straight A's. I was graduated, you know, top 10 in my class from a very large high school. Like that's just always who I was. I was the good girl who was just the smarty pants who got good grades and never really got in trouble. But looking back now, I can see so many decisions that I made that I made not because they were obedient to Christ. I knew that they went against his commands, but, um, I, I made them because at least they, I wasn't doing this. At least I wasn't as bad as, as that. And so I, I never really walked in obedience, true, full obedience for a very long time. Um, and so I ended up getting married. My husband was one of the best things that ever happened to me because he's a godly man. Um, and we, so we got married and we were, poor in like a one bedroom apartment. He was still in school. And I decided I needed a better job than my part-time job as a dental assistant. And so I, I had coached club volleyball for five years. And for those full five years, those parents always asked me, are you going to be a teacher? Are you going to be a coach? And I said, no not in a million years. They don't make enough money. I'm getting my biology degree. I'm pre-med. I'm going like, that's how smart I am. Like I'm going <laughs> yeah, to like, why school. would I like, put this to waste? <laughs> exactly. And, and I, I just felt better than a teacher. Right. And God has a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Ended up every time I ended up becoming a teacher. They, uh, they needed a chemistry teacher and I taught, or I had a chemistry degree as my minor. And then a week later, they needed a volleyball coach. And I remember texting my husband and was like, I don't know if I want to do this. I know the hours. I don't, I don't want to be a coach. And he, over a text message, said, Valerie, this is like a Valerie-shaped hole. Like, who else <laughs> could do chemistry and volleyball? <laughs> exactly. There's not very many of us. That's awesome. This is a Valerie-shaped hole. I'm totally going to use this, that. <laughs> yes, this is a Valerie-shaped hole. Walk through it. He said the least you know, the worst that's going to happen is you hate it and you can stop coaching. You can just teach. So did that ended up being a teacher and then ended up becoming the head volleyball coach three years later. Um, still did not want to be a teacher or, I mean, I loved it. I I love teaching, love coaching, but still, I still did not get it that my spiritual gift was teaching and coaching just still like it. it, Now I look back and like, well, it's plain, it's painfully obvious that I'm a teacher. (laughs) You're the only one who didn't know. (laughs) Exactly. Everybody else knew, but me, because I thought I, I had better plans. Um, so I did, I did, I uh, taught and coached the mix those words up, uh, for six years. And then my heart shifted and God said, you're, you're done. You're, you're done. You paid your dues. This is not my plan for you anymore. And I knew that it was my, I was done because I was, I basically was acting like when my daughter, my daughter, my son was like six weeks old. He was three, but I was acting like he was a newborn going to daycare. And it just pained me that he was getting raised by somebody else that he didn't get to see mom and dad very much. So that's when I joined network marketing. 
had no idea what I was doing. Like I said, I have a biology degree. I taught chemistry. I don't know business. Like this was not my cup of tea. Um, and I thought that I was too good. Here's my pride coming in. Here's the shedding, a pruning totally, of pride. Right. Mm-hmm. And I just said, I was too, I'm too good for that. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be that person. Um, but God said, this, this is what you need to go do. You need to go and say yes to this because I'm giving you an opportunity. You want to stop coaching. My plan was to stop coaching and just teach, not to have the coaching hours, to recoup $500 a month. That, that's all I want, right. right? That's what everybody starts network marketing for is $500. Yeah, exactly. Let's do it. And so I, I prayed to God and he's like, you've been ignoring the door I've had open for you ignored the girl, go message her, asked her how she made money, joined the next day. Um, and basic, I, I'm even, I'm a coach, I'm a teacher and I'm coachable. I learn, I'm a quick learner. And so I learned how to do that. My, um, my story's not typical, but I was able to retire in seven months. Uh, I know that's not everybody's typical network marketing story. Uh, and some people don't want that to be their story, but it was something I kept dreaming and I made it happen. And so I was able to work from home doing that. And I've been doing that for six years and I still do. It's what pays majority of our bills. And we've been extremely blessed. Um, it's done amazing things for our family. But in 2019, um, I hit the second highest rank in the company, made checks I never thought in a million years I would ever see with two digits before comma. Never thought I would ever see that. So um, and I gave God the glory. But it was one of those things that I allowed to become an idol. I allowed money to become an idol. I allowed ranks to become idols. I allowed recognition to become idols. And even though I knew that they didn't need to be an idol, and even though I knew the right answer, and I gave God glory when it all happened, um, he he knew that for my well-being, for my faith, that he gives and he needed to take away. And so um, I went through a huge pruning season where we had the biggest paychecks and the biggest sales ever in a year uh, to paychecks I hadn't seen in three to four years. Um, And thankfully, because of the big paychecks, we were able to save and we were able to pay the bills. But if I can be honest, those last set of paychecks, if I didn't have the savings that I'd had, we wouldn't have been able to pay the bills. Um, And it was a huge pruning season. I had a lot of anxiety, had a lot of anger. Um, and I remember laying in bed full of it. I couldn't sleep. I was losing sleep left and right. And I'm, and I would not consider myself an anxious person, but those were one of the moments where I, I didn't, didn't know what to do. And I'm, I'm ashamed that I was angry at some paychecks that, um, looking back now, I just, I asked my, like, how dare you, Valerie, even be angry at some of those numbers still, but it was, it was the pride and it was the idolatry that I had and and God, but here's the beautiful thing is it was painful to go through, but to know that God loved me so much. He was willing to do what was necessary in order for the next chapter to happen. I'm, I'm truly thankful for it. Even, I mean, almost three years later, here I am able to say, I saw I'm, I'm the beauty from the ashes from there. And so in the middle of all that pain, I made a decision. I was either going to quit and go back to teaching and coaching, which I didn't want to do because we now had our daughter and I didn't want to leave her. And all she knew was mommy being home. So I knew I didn't want to do that. And so it was mama didn't raise a quitter. I'm going to put my big girl <laughs> panties on. I love it. And I'm a coach, right? I was, yeah. I was the one saying, Hey, you need to run this mile in 10 minutes yes. or you're doing it again. So I had to look myself in the mirror and say, you got to run this mile in 10 minutes again, basically just pick yourself up by the bootstraps so and just do it again. But this time do it with God. 
And um, that's where the podcast came into play. I was hurt. I was in a place of lack. I was in a place of not feeling enough. I was struggling with imposter syndrome like you wouldn't believe. And uh, I hired a, a coach myself and she coached me through it. And I said, I think God wants me to do a podcast. And, but I don't know what I'm doing. And, and she was like, let, <laughs> let's just walk through it. Yeah. And so in December of 2019 was the very first episode of, uh, at the time, the beautifully enough podcast. And the reason that was the title is because like I said, I, I grew I grew up in church. So I knew that I was beautifully and wonderfully made. I knew those promises. I just didn't fully believe them. So I didn't feel enough. So that's why the podcast was titled Beautifully Enough, because that's what I felt like. You know, I was beautifully enough in Christ. And I was just going to walk in obedience with no audience, no podcasting history, you know, nothing. I just, I didn't know what I was doing. My graphics were janky and I made it <laughs> myself, <laughs> everything, but I walked in obedience with yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and it has been truly the most life-changing thing to have so many, op- I never thought that I would be a Christian influencer, that I would use my, I mean, I would post Bible verses, you know, I wasn't ashamed of being a Christian, but to have people come in my DMs and, and say, thank you for that. You, I mean, I just got tagged yesterday that, that this podcast changed my life, like for, and um, like just glory and honor and praise to God for that, because I wasn't getting those text messages when I was making five figure paychecks. (laughs) Yeah, I'm getting yep. them when I'm making humble means. And I mean, I'm yeah. still very grateful for my network marketing business. It still pays the bills. It's, still, yeah. you know, providing. Um, but to to make kingdom impact is where it's been. It's been a huge, huge transformation in my life. My faith has matured drastically, um, not just with the accountability of the podcast, but because I have developed that passion. And now I'm, I just fully accept God. I see it now. You, I, my spiritual gift, gift is teaching. My spiritual gift is coaching. I see it now. And so I, I teach Christian women how to mature their faith. And I coach women to a closer relationship with God. And that's my kingdom purpose. I have other things that I do, but that is my kingdom purpose. That's what God has told, put me on this earth to do. And I will do it until he calls me home. Oh my gosh. I love it so much. I love the, the fact that there is like so many pieces, the highs, the lows, right? And I think where we are often sharpened and pruned the most in those low experiences are the very place in which we realize we are called for more. And the very place in which we're like, let's help other people from that space. And so it becomes the teaching lesson. It becomes the coaching experience that you get to stand footed over top of as a claim to like, I, you stuck that flag in and you said, this is not a place I'll be again. And Mm -hmm. I love that you said, it's not that I don't sometimes feel these feelings or experience that it was that concept of recovery. And just yesterday, I was in a podcast with a doctor who takes people through um, what she calls rhythm restoration. And it's through the lens of psychological and physiological healing. And I think a lot of the times we forget that recovery sometimes makes us stand in the place of ownership of what was. I was an alcoholic. I'm in recovery. And that's the label, again, that extrinsic piece Mm -hmm. that people say on you. But your body has been restored. 
you don't have that liver damage anymore. You don't have those same ailing pieces. And so it's important for us to recognize the restoration path that you have literally served people through your testimony, which is so powerful. Those messages that you get that just bring you life and affirmation. It's like the God winks from heaven. They always end up happening on the exact day that you need them. The day that you're like, maybe I won't podcast today, or maybe I, mm -hmm. this isn't happening. Is anybody even listening to me anymore? And you see the numbers and you see the likes and you see the comments, but what impact is it having? So to say that it saves someone's life, I mean, it's why I show up doing what I do every single day, because yeah. when God gets the glory through our voice, through our words, through our posts, all of those places that can seem dark, you recognize that you're literally an igniter for other people's flames. Yes, exactly. And I... Here's, here's the beauty behind it is I was reading Ephesians 4 and it talks about our old self, putting off our old self and putting on our new self. And um, really, truly what I want to embody is, is that is the Christian who knows the right answers, but it's the obedience wasn't there. And to empower, when we say empower women, I know that there's new agey stuff that's out there and everything. But when I say empower women, I'm meaning the only source of true power, which is within Jesus Christ. It is, it is that resurrection power. I want to empower women with that to remind them that is there inside of you. If you are saved, it is there residing inside of you. And so those promises, um, that are all through the Old Testament about uh, don't be discouraged, you know, that he will fight your battles. I have I have the Lord will fight for you right over here. You only need to be still. I know he spoke that to the, the Israelites, but I'm his child, too. And it's a promise for me, too. And and I want to embody that that Christian woman. Um to let them like, let others know I didn't go to seminary. I, I have a biology degree. I minored in chemistry. I okay. was the nerd with <laughs> me. I'm still a science nerd, yes. but, um, but to, to look at you and say, I like, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I'm, and I love Jesus with all my heart. This knowledge that I have is a, is simply a journey. It's from making a decision to fully dedicate my life to Christ, to fully trust him with these, with, with my life, with my finances, with a podcast, with everything, just taking a leap and everything that I know is available to you too. And that if I can do it, you can do it too. You don't have to be a fancy schmancy pastor with fancy lights and a worship. <laughs> you don't need any of that. You just need a Bible and you need to find time to read it. And the rest is going to sort itself out. That's literally what I did to mature my faith, to go from what I call mediocre and lackluster to, I know it sounds cliche, and to be on fire for God, but truly that is that is what I am, is on fire for God. Um, and, it, and it's available to everyone. And that's what I want to embody. I don't want to ever be somebody that doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's obtainable yeah. to them. It's, this is what I do. And it, you can do it too. Well, I think that's one of the biggest things is like the lessons that are learned and there becomes even in the church, there's like a hierarchical expression of faith, right? Because they're in the pulpit, I will sit and I will listen and I will glean and I will come back next week and I will sit and I will listen and I will glean and then I'll come back next week and then I'll sit and I'll listen and I'll glean. And what's happening is there is comparison literally being cultivated right inside the church. There is a hierarchy literally being cultivated right inside of the church. And so there is supposed to be this understanding that we have direct connection to the Lord. 
that we have our own ability to have revelation, that we have our own ability to heal and see miracles and activate miracles here on earth as it is in heaven. And I think we forget that because what is exampled from the extrinsic isn't always that. But every single time that I spend individual time with the Lord, seeking him about something, sending gratitude and thanksgiving over something, opening the word, reading a new Bible study, there is revelation every single time. And I think a lot of times people are expecting this like audible voice from God. And it's not that way. Like it's not mundane either. It's not, I'll open the Bible today and I'll read Proverbs. I don't even know what's the day. Proverbs seven, because you can do the Proverbs a day for 30 days mm -hmm. every single month, right? I'll read Proverbs seven and it'll be just like it was last week. But if you come with an open heart and an open mind and that expectancy, God show up for me. I want to hear from you today. What do you've got for me today? And you're just having that conversation. His passion is to show off for you. It's what he's made for. He's glorious and wonderful. And I want to see more of what you're doing. And so that people have one as women specifically have the desire and the faith and the courage to be a voice, be a voice for the generations that haven't yet heard women speak out about their relationship with the Lord. When the woman at the well experienced Jesus and he gave her this miraculous understanding of her identity, she ran back to tell all of the people, the same people who were just ostracizing her, the same people who were just mm -hmm. not allowing her to come to the party or be mm -hmm. alongside them or buy from their market. She was didn't care what the history was. She wanted to tell them about the resurrection and the new life, the restoration that she now had. Yes. Oh goodness. I can preach right yeah, there. I can, <laughs> I can preach. Uh, it's funny that, so before I jumped on here with you, I recorded my podcast for next week so I can batch them. You know, I got to stay ahead. I got and, you. I got you. <laughs> uh, right. Yeah. Busy, busy people, busy moms. I got to, I got to stay ahead on this thing. And the, the podcast, so just spoiler alert for next Monday, I'm going to have it set. It's, it's three ways you can hear God's voice. Cause that is a very oh, good question. So good. just got a message in Instagram. And so that's for anybody. If you follow us on Instagram, don't be afraid to ask questions because if anything, not only are we happy to answer, but then it's usually inspiration for us to look like, this is what these women need from us. So that is a podcast for next week. And I talk about the three ways you can God's voice and Number one is his word because it's God breathed, right? Second Timothy tells us all scripture. God and so never follow agreement with the lie that you hear voice because that is a baloney from the He just wants you not to read your Bible and to do everything he can. Keep way that you can hear voices that are written here in front of you. And tells them, you know, you, I'm going to tell him for sure. And so you say, don't get in. You got in. It was reading word. But if you sleep, voice. Absolutely. And when we say hear his voice, that's the first thing we think of is our ears. But he is God. He's omnipotent. He's almighty. He, nothing is impossible for him. And so he can speak to you however he pleases. And if he wants to speak to you through a thought, don't just throw the thought away. Okay. Don't just hear, don't, I call it pulling an Elsa. My daughter's four and she loves Elsa. <laughs> I love it. But you know, the, in, in Frozen too, she says, I can hear you, but I won't. We do that to wow. his voice so much yeah. because we hear it, but because we think we know we're the woman at the well. The woman at the well had how many husbands? Four. And I think she was on number five. And I'm not even yeah. sure he really was husband. I could oh, be wrong. I don't think that, so. <laughs> something like that. It, it's she she was naughty. She was not a, a woman of God that you would think. Right. And yet, and she was a Samaritan. 
Yeah. Like she was not, she was not his chosen people, not what they were used to. She was yeah. not the person that you would think would go and, and speak his name. And actually he, re- he, she was the first one that he revealed himself as the Messiah, not just another major prophet, but yeah. actually the Messiah. Mm-hmm. And if you have those, if you get those digital down, those, those divine downloads from God and you think that you're the woman at the well, I'm just, I'm too messed up. I'm, I'm addicted to this, or I have a past or anything like that. No, you are the most perfect person for it because he's a redeemer and he saves and you, people need to know your story um, because they need to know that he can save anybody, including you. And so don't discount yourself because uh, you may have some skeletons in your closet because you're going to be the most perfect person to know spread the gospel. Yeah. And I think that that's like that component of people pleasing and then also perfectionism and, and realizing that you don't have to know or have ever read the Bible front to back to proclaim the name of Jesus or to share about your revelations. I was curious as you're, as you were talking, the question prompted in my spirit, do you think, and I don't have an answer as I'm saying this, just literally curious. Do you think when God gives someone or speaks to someone, whether it's that download, whether it's a revelation, whether it's intuition, whether it's a thought, whether it's words illuminated or it's spoken through someone else, do you think that that should be something that we safe harbor for a longer period of time rather than just someone so said this to me or this was revealed to me and immediately giving it out to the world? I'm just, I literally am curious. I've never thought the question before. Well, you know, I, I thought about first Thessalonians when it tells us to test everything against the word of God. Mm. And that's something that I would recommend. Cause that's personally just something that I do is when Good. I get those, when I get those downloads, um, and I can't spew them out fast enough, right. Whether it's a idea for a podcast yeah, or I mean, an so idea. Excited. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And I've, and I've learned that when I, when I don't write them down, I'll forget. I'm like, I'll remember, but no, I won't remember. <laughs> Not at all, especially not in motherhood with young kids. Not possible. No. So I have notes everywhere, notes in my phone, notes here. I have a new app that's trying to help me, and so (laughs) I'll put it out. I put it there so I don't forget, Um, and then I test it, test Mm. it against His Word, and just you know, number one, does it go against Scripture or is it supported by Scripture? Because God is not a God of confusion, and He's He's obviously not the father of lies. That is Satan. But God is incapable of lies. He's only capable of truth. And so if that download or that thought or whatever it is, that illumination that you get, if it is contradicted by God's word, then it's not from God. So that would be the first thing is, is that. Um, the second thing is also I have a tendency, and I, I talked to a coaching client about this the other day because I'm helping her with her journey from network marketing to podcasting and everything too. Um, we were talking about how we want to do all the things. If we get all the downloads, all of a sudden we're like, I want to do this and this and this and this and this and this. And we, um, especially my personality, like I can, I can become a workaholic. I can become that. Um, I, I'm, I don't like hustle culture anymore, yeah. but I do I have a tendency to bend <laughs> towards there. hustle culture? I got you. I got, I'm right. <laughs> it's there. one of those things I got to capture after yes. I take captive that thought and be yes. like, no, it's no. okay if yeah, you rest. don't, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's nine o'clock. You don't need to answer that message right now. You can <laughs> answer it so tomorrow. the same. So the same. <laughs> so, but I bend towards hustle. And so, what I will want to do is do all the things all, all now. And so, I have to slow down and say, this is, if it is from God, amazing. 
but now I got to make sure I have God's timing. So then it's more prayer and it's not prayer. I, I, I also warn people, please don't pray. Like if you've, if you've prayed and it's so clear and it's, it's there and you know, it's from God, but it just makes you uncomfortable. Go do it. Anyways, you don't need more prayer. You need to take action at this point. Okay. It's like it's so it's, true. It's, it's so there, true. And we're right? all guilty of it. God, give me one more sign with our other eye, like halfway open. Give me, yes. are uh-huh. you sure this is what you spoke? Right. And it's, it surely is, especially if you're simmering, simmering on it enough then to bring it back to God again. And you've already told other people and they're like, yeah, it's good. Let's go in your mm-hmm. trusted circle. Right. And I think that's an, yes. a component that when you say bring it back to the word, I think that there's also that component as you were processing like the inner circle. What do they say about it? Is it something that speaks life, breathes life into you? Um, Is it something that detracts? Is it something that they're like, Mm -hmm. that's a terrible idea. Don't go in that direction at all. Now, don't Mm -hmm. let other people's words, though, ruin the word from God, of God, um, Mm -hmm. that they're just trying to keep you comfortable. Because oftentimes people that love you the most just want to see you comfortable. And they don't want to see you go outside, color outside the lines, because they're like, you're doing so good. Why would you do this other thing? And Mm -hmm. I'm sure it probably Mm -hmm. felt that way for a lot of people, even this coaching client that you're mentioning, like when network marketing, like I'm doing good, it's paying the bills. You could have stayed in that lane and not stepped out and added something else to your plate and started podcasting and started getting into the word and started coaching and teaching in this realm. The most powerful thing you can do to unlock your greatness and step into your next level of abundance is to get in the room with others who have been where you want to be and perhaps are going where you want to go. But oftentimes we can put ourselves in the wrong room based on exterior vantage points, what they wear, where they go, what they do. When we know in our heart of hearts that we should be following people, standing along people who are aligned in true wealth. Stop feeling alone in the journey of growth as a business leader and an entrepreneur who loves God. Stop struggling to find the right answer when it's already been written. Stop giving up on the desires of your heart when God placed them there with intention. Stop standing in this lack mentality when your prosperity is critical for all of us in the kingdom. Come, find a seat at the table at the most impactful faith-driven business conference you will ever experience. Alongside ministry-driven marketplace leaders, you will evolve, unlock, and activate your next level. That just sounded like a video game. This is not the meta, okay? This is your IRL, your in real life chance to be in the room with some of the greatest kingdom entrepreneurs of our time. Founders, innovators, trailblazers who are God-centered are coming together to grow their business for God's sake. And that's an inside out job. You will leave this three-day intensive with action plans, new income strategies, fresh mentalities towards business and life integration, and a sense of freedom that will have others magnetized to what you are selling by the way you freshly and uniquely serve. It's happening on November 4th through the 6th, 2022 in Nashville, Tennessee, with a highlight VIP event on November 3rd. There are seats at the table for you, but they will go fast. It's a limited reservation. So get your tickets now at growforgod.com. Again, that's growforgod.com. I cannot wait to hug your neck. I cannot wait to see you there in person. I cannot wait for this energetic room to just light up the world because that's what we're going to do when we leave this conference. But you got to be in the room. IRL, let's go. What was like the leap of faith that made you 
say, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this consistently. And now it's been almost three years. And by the way, I don't think you've revealed it yet, but she has changed the name of her podcast from beautiful enough to God is within her is the name of the podcast now. And that's because the original name beautifully enough was essentially the description of how I felt. Um, And I said that at the beginning, and so God is within her is the new vision. It's the new chapter. It's who I know I've become, but even more so who the listeners have become, how they have matured. And I just want to be able to um, cast that vision for them of who they are in God's eyes, but it's the journey. It's not based on, it's not focusing on the lack of like, I'm not enough, which is kind of what the original title was. It was focused on the lack and, and the, like the, the self doubt and the self deprecating thoughts. And I want to focus on God is within her. And, and I know that that, that Psalm it's the psalmist writing to the city of Zion. He's writing to Jerusalem. So also it's important to know context, but I do know the context behind God is within her. Her is the city. It's it's God's city. And, and the, the Israelites are so scared because they are afraid that they're going to be taken over. They're surrounded by the enemies. And if that is not symbolic of how we feel day in and day out, surrounded by our enemies um, and our enemies come in all shapes and forms. And that spiritual warfare is all in between the, your, your two ears in this space right here in your head. Um, and, and we also have our own physical enemies too, but for me, it's more of a mental enemy that I know I struggle with. And so it's just a reminder. I know that, that the psalmist is talking to the city of God, but we are God's children. And so I know God is within me because of Jesus. We were able to have the advocate Holy Spirit come down. He resides inside of my heart. I am his temple. Now we don't need an external temple. I am the temple. You are the temple. We are the church. And, and because he is within me, I will not fall because he is my provider. He is my protector. He is my Jehovah Jireh. So that's why I have the new title. And also my mom gave it to me. It's also semi-special. She's also the one that came up with it too. God I is love her. that. I love um, that. So I, I think, think it's just cool to have everything. that. Yeah. And to have that generational tie, I think is really powerful um, because yes. it's not always the case. And even though you were raised in that home, I'm sure you even um, growing in your faith has been a testimony to your mom in such a really powerful way. Um, yes, my absolutely. mom, uh, and just came to know the Lord, uh, oh, we're going on almost two years, a year and a half ago. And, Yay! um, I stewarded my relationship and really, um, understanding God probably six years prior to that, even though I would have always said that I was a Christian, I was the lukewarm. Yeah, sure. But again, walking in my own, uh, my own mm-hmm. understanding of obedience, my own lack of lackadaisical understanding mm-hmm. of obedience. And so to be ahead of her in that uh, was a hard thing to do because it looked so abnormal and so counterculture to our family traditions. And um, Mm -hmm. so I'm curious from the other lens, having a mom who was in her faith and took you to church and got you baptized and all of these things, how has she been a mentor in your life? So 
she actually, she probably should have been a teacher. She was not. She ended, she was the um, office manager of the dentist office that I worked at. That's that's where she, yeah. But um, both my parents uh, really worked hard to break generational curses um, to not allow my brother and I to slip into the same trends of our family. And my brother and I are the first ones to graduate from college. So we're first generation college graduates. My brother then took it to another level and went and got his master's and his PhD. Fancy. So, yeah, fancy. he's fancy, and, you know, does research on mouse brains and stuff. So I love he's it. Super smart. <laughs> but um, my parents did um, an amazing job of making sure that they laid the foundation work for breaking those generational curses for the uneducated, you know, um, uh, dropping out of school before before graduating, both my parents graduated and my mom, um, should, she had the means, she had the brains to be able to do more, but financially both my parents grew up very low socioeconomic. And so they worked really hard to give my brother and I, um, a middle-class upbringing. We didn't have a whole lot, you know, but we also were never without either. Um, and so just, I, and I remember specifically my mom telling me a story of when we go get school supplies and it's something so small, but something that has resonated with me forever. Um, she, when she was growing up, she was only allowed ever to get the four count Crayolas because that's all they could afford. And, and it wasn't even name brand, right? It was just like the, the smallest yeah, one, yeah. the cheapest one. That's what she could get for school supplies. And so when we would go get school supplies, I always wanted the like 48 count with the sharpener in the back with the box and the <laughs> lid awesome. and everything. Crayola. Right? That And it had to be Crayola, not that, whatever the other brand is, because that one's garbage. It has to be the, the, the crowns break right when you hold them. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so she never told me no. And she told, she told me later on, I know she, they couldn't give me everything I wanted, right? They also didn't want me to be a spoiled brat, (laughs) but, um, she would always get me that. And she said, it's because I never was allowed to get it. And we worked hard to be able to get that for you. Um, and so they, they, they just laid that groundwork and really, truly, I think if my mom had had the opportunities that I had, um, she probably would have gone to become some sort of teacher because she did actually do Bible study, like in the women's ministry at church, she would do the one-on-ones and she's still doing it to this day. She's uh, doing a Bible study with one of my aunts right now. Um, and so, and I'll call her and I'm like, mother, pick up your phone. And then she calls me back. Sorry, I was doing a Bible study with your aunt. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I, can't get mad I, you can't, yeah, I can't get mad at you for that. That's so really I, amazing. I think that's, um, she, you know, I think her story could have been totally different if she had a different upbringing, but then at the same time, God's timing's perfect. The timeline's perfect. And, uh, I think I'm just an extension of that. And even though my mom and I butt heads and we have plenty of times growing up that we did not agree. And she was not my favorite person growing up. Now, looking back, I catch myself sounding exactly like her acting exactly like her. And so my poor husband, he's just, (laughs) he's like, you're acting like your mother. I'm like, well, I know that's why we butt heads all the time. But at the same time, she's an amazing woman of God who endured a whole lot and taught yeah. me a whole lot. And yeah. um, they have, you know, their own pains and their own struggles that they went through in their marriage. But um, I'm extremely blessed to have the parents that I had to be able to give us the life that we had so we could do better with the next generation and then the next generation. 
Yeah, it reminds me of the Carrie Job song, The Blessing, right? And the generation mm -hmm. and generation after that. And it feels like your kiddos are now in that uh, afterglow, right? The consistent covering of your mm -hmm. stewarding what you're doing um, and your husband being a man of God as well. I would love for, because I have a lot of listeners who are attached probably to a lot of the things that you said from whether it's people pleasing, whether it's uh, the hustle culture, whether it's, you know, they're entrepreneurs, they're mamas, they're mm -hmm. driven, they're, they're going after it. Um, they're looking to have, and maybe first generation Christians as well. Um, how can you, through your cultivation process and coaching and mentoring support um, them if they needed that, like, I need some just extra sharpening. What does that look like? How does somebody come into relationship other than just listening to your podcast? So I have a few things that I actually help people with. Um, the first thing is at, on my website, it's it's val-reynolds dot um my Shopify. I haven't totally condensed it down yet, but it's on the Shopify. It's all in the LinkedIn notes. It's too. all it's all down it's all in there. the show notes below. That's why we have that. Thank God. Um, <laughs> But there's so many things that you can plug into. I have some freebies, everything from, um, I want to start reading the Bible, but I don't know where to start. Like super simple. I can, I'll walk you through it. Talk about the different translations that can feel overwhelming. Um, and it's a full Bible study on the book of John where you can finish it in two weeks uh, with questions and everything. Former teacher, right? I have fill in the blank. <laughs> Curriculum. Everything. It. It's there. <laughs> um, so and good. I also have for the entrepreneurs, I know with it being decent, we're recording this in December, um, we have dream boards that are popping up vision nice. boards. And I truly believe that you can do those um, while being uh, while being a Christian and while having them based on God's truth. And so I actually am I'm reworking that freebie to make it look prettier right now, but it is something how to dream board as a Christian, where if you are, I mean, work is, is part of the deal. We are supposed to be hardworking. If you read Proverbs 31, I mean, that woman does not she sleep like she, <laughs> she, gets she does. It. <laughs> she gets after it. She buys vineyards with her own money. She's yes, profitable. She's so and so it, so being hardworking is virtuous, but also not working it under your own strength, not doing it for your own goals, but do your goals line up with God's will for your life. And that's something that I, I've had to learn. I've had to endure. And my, my dream boards now are totally different than what they look like uh, way back when. They are less materialistic and they are more servant focused. And, um, and so I have that whole whole thing there. If you, if you want to go and grab that for free. Um, I also do, um, it's still called beautifully enough mentoring. The name may change soon, but there, I do have a mentoring group for Christian women where if you want that community, I know that we're still living in a weird funky time and, and people still don't want to go and fully be face to face. And plus we have technology. And I think that it's beautiful that we don't necessarily have to do an in-home, you know, around my couch where I have to host you and, and have food and all of that stuff. It's like, no, let's show up on Zoom. Let's Bible study and let's talk. Let's have an exclusive um, group where we can pray over you. And it's, and it's a not, it's a, not anonymous, but you can feel safe knowing that it's going to stay right there. And so I have beautifully enough mentoring where it's just a membership community where, uh, for women, where you get a daily text message from me. So you get to communicate with me, uh, privately. I pour into you every single day with a little nugget here and there, whatever God gives me for that day. Um, we are working 
we um, do Bible studies every week, and then we have that Facebook group. And then there's going to be more as as God has given me the vision to keep stepping into this and keep doing more and um, and really expanding this more will be getting added to that. And then I do my one on one coaching as well. Well, that's more intimate. Um, and it's just between me and my client and we just cover pain points. And I've helped everybody from just um, being the new Christian and just walking them through faith and, and, and doing everything all based on God's word. And I've done that. I've done, let's work, walk through your worry. You know, what, what are your pain points? What are your struggles? And those things that, um, while church is amazing, and I do believe you need to be plugged into church and, and go and get that every single week. Um, there are still stigmas with a lot of things that people don't want to talk about. And so that's where the one-on-one coaching comes in, where we've talked about um, drugs, you know, drug addiction, um, sexual uh, sexual sin, um, getting drunk, you know, is that a sin? Like, what does the Bible say about some of these things? Like we go there with a lot of it, um, because it's just one-on-one. Um, and so the, those have become absolutely amazing, not just for the client, but for me too, they make me grow and they make me push. And there's things that I'm like, I've never thought I've had to talk about this before, but here we are. And let's, let's, let's do it. Let's go there. The word of God goes there. So I'm going to go there too. So good. And, um, yeah. And it's just, and one thing that I think we, I, I slowly answered it and then I don't think I fully yeah, yeah, let's it, hear. was the, was the pivot, the pivot of, yes. um, transition from of go, that. Yes. From entrepreneurship to, um, to the podcast. And I think just when I first started, it was more of a healing process for me. It was more of keeping me accountable with the word of God. And, um, I think that that's a beautiful thing is, is cause I am a perfectionist. I am very type a and need to have all my lists and everything. And so I wanted the perfectionism and something that I've, that I have to force myself to do is done is better than perfect. And that's what I did with the podcast is just jumping in. And it was one of those, I ignored it for two months. That's that tends to be my theme. I ignore it for two yeah. months. And then finally God hits me across the head with the pole. It's like, I made you stubborn, but here we are. And, um, but to the, if you, if you want to know what the motivation was behind it, it was not some calendar of like, I need to do a checklist or anything like that. It was a heart transformation as I, as I got disciplined with getting up early, reading the word, studying it, I didn't have to have the, I mean, I still have the discipline. It's trust me. It's still hard to get up at five 30 every morning, but I, I loved it. I know like when I did skip it, when I did listen to that voice of just hit the snooze button, you don't have to get up right now. It's just, just fine. It's fine. Those days were awful. I was so anxious. I was so disconnected. I did not feel, um, I didn't feel like I was in God's presence, which I know I, I, I was, he doesn't, he doesn't leave me, but, um, I didn't take that step towards it. And so, um, I've learned that I feel like, and I know, I know it's not about my feelings either, but that connection, like once you have felt like really felt his presence and that peace that transcends all understanding, and you start to see things from a different lens where it's not about the money or, or you see money is just a resource. Now it's not an identification marker and you, you don't see the successes as you have succeeded, but that it's God has succeeded. When you start to see the world through that lens, you don't want to let it go. You can't, you almost can't go back anymore. Because then you go and you start seeing everybody else, not out of, not out of condemnation or, or unrighteous judgment, but but you're just like, 
Yes. Out of compassion of like, yeah. you are missing so much. Let yeah. me tell you about my Jesus. You know, and so, I feel that all the time. I walk mm -hmm. into a room and because we're capable of understanding that connection and that alignment when we're solo, you can get into a space wanting to keep that connection so intimate and recognizing the need like that, mm -hmm. the need at that point that we have to become conduits of his love, of his joy, of his peace, because people have not yet accessed it on their own. Yeah. And so that's mm -hmm. what you're doing as a teacher. That's what you do as a coach. That's what you do as a mentor, a sister, a wife, a mom, all of those things is you're just plugged in. And that mm -hmm. charging, that time frame when you're literally plugged into the word, that's when you don't have to necessarily, it's like you're battery operated now, right? Like you can unplug yes. from the wall and you're like, I'm good, but that battery will dwindle if you don't continue to go back into mm -hmm. the living, breathing word of God and understand yes. that he is the, you know, the con, he is the, the energy source to everything that we do. Yes, um, exactly. Exactly. Really, really mm -hmm. powerful. Valerie, it's been so fun getting to know you. I am so excited to tune into your podcast. I don't think it doesn't matter. There's no levels of Christianity, right? There is intimacy no. and there is understanding and there might be wisdom and revelation, but I am constantly seeking and so I love having new resources. And I feel like just in this time with you, it's been really amazing to, to learn and glean. And I'm excited for the continued support that you're going to provide your community and mine now through them getting to know you. Thank you so much for having me. I love, I just, I cannot believe that this is the journey that God has put me on that. And if you would have told me two or three years ago, I'd be like, Hey, you're going to talk about Jesus a lot on different podcasts. <laughs> and I'd been like, mm, no, no, I'm not. And here, so cool. <laughs> love it. I, I thank love you. It thank too. you, Lord, for all the opportunity. Yes. And amen. All right, y'all we'll chat soon. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you may even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together, and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts, in fact, and this will be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to, and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener, and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way.